This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. The Lauren Agee case was hastily closed by authorities, but many questions remain. Come behind the curtain with private investigator Sheila Waisaki as she uncovers the truth about what happened to Lauren. This is Without Warning. Warning. The following episode contains details about sexual violence and elements that are graphic in nature. In the last episode, you heard from Jeremy Taylor about his training or lack of training. You heard Jeremy Taylor himself say that he has not had any death investigation training. However, Sheriff Patrick Ray put Jeremy Taylor in charge of Lauren Agee's investigation. In this episode, you will hear more in-depth answers from Jeremy Taylor about the investigation. You will hear Jeremy Taylor himself answer the questions on whether or not diagrams were done, when he first saw Lauren's body, if he saw any scratches or bruising, and if he ordered a rape kit. I will warn you, you thought the investigation was egregious before. This episode is going to put you over the edge. It will make you angry. Let's continue to listen to Jeremy Taylor's deposition. And you said when you arrived on the scene that they identified the body as being the body of Lauren Agee. Do you know how they did that? No, I, they believed it to be Lauren Agee. I don't, they didn't identify it, as far as I know. And what was the basis of that belief? Their friends said that they was missing a female. Do you know at any time were the friends able to see the body in the water or see the body on the boat? Not that I know of. I, they, I mean, I wasn't there, so I don't know if they did or not. This is never a question you were able to determine in the, course, in the course of your investigation? I don't recall them seeing the body or them telling me they seen the body or the detectives telling me that they seen the body. Okay. Uh, from your experience as a narcotics officer, you understand the um, concept of a chain of custody? Yes. Okay. What's the purpose of a chain of custody? To see who handles it. Uh, why? Just see if um, there's any... Um, thing that might go missing, anything that might be tampered with, um, things of that nature. Okay. Um, and when you collect any evidence, uh, I presume you want to keep that evidence in as original a condition as possible? Yeah. Okay. And by keeping evidence in evidence bags, um, by having chains of custody, it maintains the integrity of that evidence? Yes. Okay. Um, in a death investigation, what is the most important piece of evidence? In a death investigation? Yes. Uh, the person? The body. And in this case, um, what is your understanding of the chain of custody with respect to the body? Um, that I um, no, Robert Patrick um, was there, pulled the body out. Um, then EMS transported to the hospital. And the hospital was um, 
she was in the um, what you call it holding area, I guess, and it's a locked door um, in the ER when when I arrived. Okay, um, you said that Robert Patrick's the one who got her out of the water. Who was present? Does, does he have a boat? No. So was he on a boat to do that? Yes. Uh, okay. I would assume I wasn't there. Uh, I mean, I would assume that he would be on a boat. Do you know if he took any photographs at that time? Um, I don't know if it was him that took them, but there was photos taken. I, like I said, I wasn't there. I can't testify to what, who took a photo or what when I wasn't there. Yeah, but there are photographs taken at that time? Yes. Uh, but you don't know who else was with him at the time? No, I don't. Okay. And when you said it was, they were trans the body was transferred then from the boat to EMS, do you know how the, the body was handled I in that know. process? I wasn't there. Do you know if... Did you ever find out in the course of your investigation how the body was handled? You mean handled like is it what they done? Yes. Um, they transported, they got the body on the boat and transported it to the EMS. Do you know, do they place the body in any sort of plastic, any sort of other container to preserve it in any way? I don't know when they put her in a body bag. I don't know at what point they did that. Do you know, um, did, did they take any steps to um, document where exactly in the lake she was found? Uh, there was a photograph taken. Do you have a map that associates that photograph with a particular area of the lap? So if you were to look at a photograph of a body floating on Center Hill Lake, would you be able to determine where in that lake the photograph was taken? Depends. I mean, if I knew a general area. I mean, I, I knew where that was. And so how, you were able to determine exactly where her body was found? I mean, they, when they showed me, yes. And how did they show you? They just pointed it out. On a map, in person? No, in person. Okay, did you ever document that? Um, I could have. Um, <clears throat> I know I... I don't, I don't recall. Like I said, I hadn't been over this case file in several years. Okay. So if I told you, that, if I represented to you that there was not a crime scene drawing in your case file, would that surprise you? No. Okay. So you've worked cases, I presume, where you've done a search warrant for drugs? Yes. Okay. In those cases, at times, you will mark on a sheet of paper, will you not, where certain evidence is recovered? Uh, it depends on what it is. Okay. I mean, most time I just write it where it was found. Have you ever done a... Uh, Crime scene diagram? Um, I don't know that I have. Uh, have you seen I've one in the yes. course of your work? Yes, I have. Okay. What's the purpose of doing a diagram of a scene where evidence is collected? To find out where it's at. Okay. And that was not done with respect to Lauren's body, correct? I didn't do one, no. Okay. Um, that I can recall. I'm sorry. Do you, are you aware as one of the investigators uh, in this case whether anyone did such a diagram? I, I don't think so. Okay. Um, do you know where the body was taken from, or how the body was taken out of the lake? I don't. I wasn't there. you know how the body was transferred from the custody of Mr. Patrick to the custody of the EMS service? Oh, no, I don't. Do you know any of the names of the individuals, or did you document in any way the individuals who took the body from the lake to the hospital? No. Um, Not that I know of. They could have been, <clears throat> there could have been EMS workers on there. I don't, I don't remember okay. about if they, um, if he wrote that down or not. Okay. 
It's possible. And when did you first see the body? At the hospital. Okay. Um, when you saw the body, um, what, if any, impressions did you have about it? What impressions? Mm -hmm. I mean, I just examined the body and um, took photographs, um, documented the, if anything that I found, and um, we sent her off for an autopsy. Uh, where are the photographs you took in the hospital? They're in the case file. Okay. Um, what were you, when you took photographs, what were you particularly looking for with respect to the body? Um, like anything else, and just see if there was any foul play, anything that looked out of the ordinary. I wouldn't say look for foul play, look to see if there was anything that looked like foul play or any signs of struggle, um, um, damage to the body. What would those things be in your experience? I mean, <clears throat> there could be several things to a body. Um, you, know, you could have a gunshot wound, a knife wound. Are you talking about that, or are you talking about struggle? Any of the above. Um, look for um, uh, marks on your fingernails. If you got chipped fingernails, if it was struggle, uh, marks on the arms, um, scratch marks, um, bruises, things like that. Were there bruises and scratch marks on Miss Agee's body? I don't recall. Um, no, nothing significant that I can recall. Uh, did, did you, would you believe a, a bite mark would be a sign of a struggle? Um, could be, could not be. I mean, did you identify any bite marks on the body? I did not. Okay. How closely at the body did you look? Um, pretty close. I mean, I, I didn't see any bite marks. Now, uh, just describe to me when you're examining the body, where are you specifically? <clears throat> On, in the room? Yes. Standing beside of her. She's on a gurney. Okay. Is there anybody else in the room with you? Yes, Robert Patrick. Okay. Um, and he's doing this with you. Is she clothed or unclothed? Um, she was clothed at first and then unclothed. Okay. Who took her clothes off? Uh, there was a nurse in there, too, that was... Um, uh, so, I think me and... The nurse rolled her, and um, I don't think we actually took her clothes completely off. We just um, pulled her um, shirt where we could see and her pants where we could see in different times. We didn't strip her naked. And so you didn't take any of the clothes for evidence? No, I did not. Okay, why not? I didn't. Okay. Um, did you do anything to examine whether or not she had been sexually assaulted? We, we I'll say this. this oh, um, I did not do anything sexually assaulted um, to see if she had been. Um, when we um, sent a body off or anything, we done it in the original, like if there was a knife in the body, then we sent the body that way, how it was originally, we seen it. Um, that's what, I, what we've always done. But in this case, you, you did actually move some of the clothing. Yes, we didn't strip her off, but we didn't. Um, but everything that was with her went with her. Okay. Um, so at no point was the body fully naked when no. you did your investigation? Not that I can recall, no. How long did you spend with the body doing this course, this part of the investigation? I don't recall. Um, <clears throat> I, I, don't, I don't recall. 
Less than an hour? Yes. Less than half hour? I don't know. It was less than an hour. Okay. Um, did you take some photographs? Did you make any notes? Mm. I'm wanting to think Robert did, but I could be wrong. Um, I don't. I don't want to call. Okay. Now, how did you and Robert know what to look for at that time? I'm sorry. How did you know what to look for when you're confronted with this body, cause of death unknown, <clears throat> to make determinations in your course of your investigation? Well, like I said, things that would look out of the ordinary. You know, I mean, you know, scratch marks, bite marks, um, um, fingernails, things under fingernails, um, <clears throat> wounds. Um, things of that nature. Um, and how did you learn to look for those things? Just um, experience, on-job experience, seeing other people do it. Um, just common knowledge, I guess. Just common sense? Yeah. Um, to be clear, you've never worked a homicide case? Yes. I've never, not me. I've been on homicide cases, yes. Okay, but you've never led a homicide investigation? No. Okay. you never testified in court in the context of a death determination? No. Um, and you had no experience in determining what to look for. You had no training, formal training, in what to look for on a dead body to make determinations about cause of death. No. Okay. Um, did you ask anyone in the department at the hospital to conduct a rape kit? No, I did not. Okay. The um, uh, pathologist, I think, um, well, I took it and does that. Uh, do you know whether or not you as a detective have to request that they do that? No. Would it surprise you that that request has to be made specifically to the medical examiner for them to do so? Yes. Okay. Um, now, you've mentioned a couple times now the fingernails. Um, were you aware that one can collect evidence from fingernails? Yes. Okay. Did you do anything to do that in this case? No. Did you do any DNA swabs of fingernails? No. Okay. So you've mentioned a couple times that that can be one of the signs of a struggle. Um, yes, broken fingernails. Oh. Um, like if they're signs of broken fingernails, chipped fingernails, things like that. So in your experience as an investigator, you've never learned that um, one can get pieces of skin under fingernails? Yes. Okay. But you took no steps here to preserve any of that evidence? I didn't look on, I didn't um, see any signs of that to look for. Okay. You understand the DNA is microscopic? Yes. And you wouldn't be able to see it? Yes. Okay. But I'm, uh, I'm talking about any other forms of struggle. Okay. So you, as far as you know, you didn't see a bite mark on her upper left chest? No. And if that was visible in a photograph, you either missed it because of the clothing or it took place after you saw the body? I didn't see a bite mark at that time, no. Okay. We'll show you some photographs in a minute and ask you some questions about that. Okay. Um, <clears throat> describe to me the condition of Lauren's head when you saw the body. Um, she had a... I think it was a knot on the back of her head. I want to think it was a behind her left ear. Okay. And what did you conclude as a result of that? What did I conclude? Mm -hmm. It was a knot on the back of her head that didn't appear to have any blood around anything like that. It was just a knot. Can you see any place where she was bleeding profusely? No. Okay. Um, did you notice anything about her neck that was unusual? Um, Yes, uh, I think it was her neck. It might have been her shoulder. Um, 
I think it was her shoulder, like her upper left shoulder was um, swollen too. Okay. Did you notice scratching and bruising on the back of her ankles? The heels of her feet? <clears throat> I don't recall. Um, not any anything significant, no. When you say significant, what does that mean to you? Like something that would be like stand out and like a red flag. Okay. When you're investigating the body, what is your theory of how, when you're investigating this body in particular, what was your theory as to how uh, Ms. Palmer died? When I was at this point? Yes. I didn't have a theory other than she had died. You're talking about at the hospital? Yes. I didn't know. Did you come to any conclusions in the course of this physical exam? After everything? In the course of the physical exam, looking at it, did you lean one way or another? No. Okay. Um, what did you do after concluding your exam? Um, we sent the body for an autopsy. Okay. What, if anything, did you say to the medical examiner when you did that? I didn't speak to the medical examiner. They, the hospital sends the body. Understood. At any point subsequent to you actually sending the body, did you speak with the medical examiner? No. How did they learn the circumstances of the death? Um, he called me after the fact. Okay, so that's a mask. At some point, did you talk to the medical yes. examiner? Okay. Yes. Could Not before. After. After he, what? After he performed the autopsy. Okay. Uh, I assume, I assume that was before he um, just called and um, kind of talked with me briefly about it. Okay. Tell me about that conversation. Um, <clears throat> he had um, um, told me that um, some things he's seen. I think one was her spine was compressed. Um, she had the trauma to the back of her head, to her um, upper back. Um, best I recall, he said that it looked like, not exact words, um, I don't remember the exact words, but that she had fell upside down. He said, I don't, I don't understand, you know, like um, how this, you know, her spine was compressed upside down. Um, like a slip and fall or anything, something like that. And uh, so that's when he said that, you know, I don't know if it was a fall or what, but that's, it appears that she fell upside down. And that wouldn't make sense to me that she was camping on top of a bluff. Let's go to that. So um, a vertical fall is different from a rolling fall, correct? Yeah. Okay. Um, when you visited the campsite, did you visit both campsites or just one campsite? No, I was only aware of one. Okay, you weren't aware that there was a second campsite higher up than from the first campsite? Uh, it wouldn't have got any higher than where I was at, I don't think. Okay. I was on top. Um, well, I guess farther back in the ridge. Um, there was. I didn't know about it. Okay. Um, I went to one. And looking at that person. campsite, was there an area where there could be a vertical fall? Yes. Okay. Um, what would the vertical fall have been onto? Um, there's some jagged rocks. There's some um, <clears throat> rocks below the water. Okay. Uh, did you do anything to investigate those spots, those places where Lauren may have fallen? I didn't. Did you take any photographs? No, I couldn't get to them. Why not? I had to climb to the, to the rocks that were sticking out. Okay. Um, Could you have taken a boat? Yeah, but I still couldn't have climbed up. Um, we did go out on the boat and go around um, 
to to that sign. I didn't see anything. We looked for um, just anything that we could see, and I didn't find anything. Did you take the photographs? Um, I don't remember if I did or not at that time. Okay. Um, did you check to see if there had been any brush broken or other signs of an individual falling from that location? I didn't. I mean, I, there's brush everywhere that's broken, you know, so I wouldn't have determined if that was from her or if that was from climbing or from months ago or what. I mean, I couldn't have determined that. So what, if any, physical evidence did you see from the scene that's consistent with a vertical fall? Just that she was on top of the bluff, and that's what he said her spine, it was, he said that it looked like she had fallen upside down. Okay. And that's the only thing I can make sense that would be, that would have happened. Okay. If someone falls upside down, they land, correct? On something. On something. Do you ever have any theory as to where Lauren fell and landed? Where? Mm-hmm. No. Do you ever think that'd be important to determine? Well, that's a big place down there. You know, I, I could come up with theories all day long. You know, I, I don't. There are several spots down there that could have, I guess, um, where she was camping at. It was a, it was a bluff. <clears throat> um, there was, <clears throat> there was a, a walkway there that was steep. Um, I mean, there were several places that a person could have fell. Okay, did you ever do anything to determine whether or not someone could have fallen and ended up in the water where Lauren eventually was found? No, I didn't know where to, to, that she fell. And you did nothing to investigate that fact, did you? No, I didn't. Okay, why not? Because I didn't know where to do that. Because okay. I don't know, in order to reenact something, you have to know where it happened. You ever know an investigator should try different theories to see whether any of the possible reenactments could result in the way the crime scene was eventually found? Yes. You didn't try anything like that, did you? No. Okay. Um, so the time that you talked to the medical examiner, how far after the date of uh, Lauren's death was it? I don't recall that. It was around the time that he um, produced his autopsy report? Could have been. Um... I mean, it was within probably a couple of days or a week of, of her death. Now, if someone falls to their death, does that tell you anything about the manner of death? As in what? Well, I understand that there's terminations as to, you describe it, suicide, um, accidental death, natural causes, or homicide, mm -hmm. correct? Um, the fact that someone fell and injured themselves, does that tell you um, whether one of those four causes of death took place? Mm, you saying if she was, if she jumped or if she was pushed or if it was an accident or, or you, is that what you're asking? Well, I, you've just given a couple examples of ways that you could die by falling that is not conclusive, I guess. Okay, I don't understand your question. Okay, so you've, if you learned and believed that someone fell to their death, mm -hmm. that would not tell you, would it, the manner of death for purposes of an investigation? Depends on what, if it was, if there was things to support that, you know, if there was um, 
if I didn't find any no way I can answer that to explain. So what you Well, I'll start with this. It's not <clears throat> conclusive on its own, correct? No. Okay. You're going to have to take additional investigative steps to determine whether or not a fall is a homicide or an accident or a suicide or even natural causes. Yes. Okay. Um, here, what were those steps? Um, I didn't have any um, signs of struggle. I didn't have any um, bruising that would be um, signs of a fight. Um, didn't have any stab wounds, gunshot wounds. Um, gunshot wounds, things like that. Didn't have any evidence. Um, no witness statements that said that there was a fight. Um, nothing to point me towards foul play. Um, is that all you look for? I guess give me as exhaustive a list as you can as to signs of foul play. Those things I just listed. Um, like I said, if somebody was fighting on somebody, um, they intentionally done something wrong, um, that would be foul play. Somebody intentionally does something to somebody. Now you said part of the things you'd rely upon in that sort of investigation would be the statements of other people. Yes. Um, do you believe sometimes witnesses lie to the police? Can. Um, what are the signs of someone lying to you as a police officer? I mean, if they if you catch them in a lie, obviously. Um, if they're, um, I don't know. I mean, just I guess you experience if you interview enough people, you can pretty well tell if um, somebody's lying about it um, sometimes. Sometimes people are good liars. Um, no, you don't always catch it. Okay. And what steps do you take as an investigator to sort of reduce the likelihood that you rely upon information which is untrue? Um, sometimes you take a polygraph. Did you take any polygraphs in connection with this case? Uh, I tried to. Uh, tell me about that. Um, I went to Miss Smith, told her what I was thinking about doing. Um, we, we talked to her um, throughout this and let her know what was going on with the investigation. Um, told her that I was going to ask them to take a polygraph. When you say them, who do you mean? Um, Sherry Smith. I can't remember if her, if her husband was there or her ex-husband, Lauren's dad, was there. And I know her husband was there. Um, I'm wanting to think they was all three there. You weren't planning to give them polygraphs? No. So I'm asking, who were you telling them you were going to polygraph? The... For the her friends that was up there with her. Okay, and uh, tell me how that happened or didn't happen. <clears throat> um, I tried to get it done. I went to them and asked them if they'd be willing to take a polygraph. Um, two of them had, I think, mentioned it um, before. Um, kind of um, during um, when I when I was talking to them, I asked them if I could if they would be interested in taking a polygraph, and they all agreed to it. Um, when I told Sherry Smith that, um, I tried to get it done. I contacted the TBI, and I wanted to think it was the ATF, and neither one of them would do it. And tell me about those conversations. Uh, they said they didn't have enough. Um, well, one of them just said they wouldn't do it, um, that they didn't have the um, enough evidence to, nothing, I guess, to interview them on. Uh, I'm not a polygrapher, so I don't know how that works. Um, they just didn't do it. You talked to Sheriff Ray about doing polygraphs in this case? Yes. And what was his view? Um, he was fine with it. Okay. Did you ever loop back 
and take any other steps besides, besides calling those two individuals to try to get a polygraph done? Yes, I contacted Sherry Smith because they was telling us that they knew somebody at Metro that was a, that done polygraphs and they, we, did, we told them if they could get it done, then we'd do it. And what contact did you have with uh, friends up who were present about polygraph? Friends? Her friends, the ones you were attending to polygraph. What further contact did you have with them about that? Uh, I don't think we did. Okay. <clears throat> Let me get this together. I'll hold this room. Yeah, that's great. Um, So that evening when you saw the body, you talked to Miss um, Smith and her husband, correct? Yes. Okay. What did you tell her about the investigation? I just told her that her daughter had passed away. Did you recall mentioning cliff diving? I don't recall, no. You don't remember whether you had mentioned sort of cliff jumping at all in that first conversation with Miss Smith? I don't. At any point, did you talk to cliff jumping, um, talk about cliff jumping with any of the witnesses? Um, witnesses as in the, her friends? That's correct. Um, I could have. I don't, I, don't rem I don't recall the exact conversations we had. Do you recall learning at all whether uh, at any time that weekend this group of friends had been jumping off the cliff into the lake? Yes. How did you learn that? Uh, there was pictures and um, I believe that was pictures on Lauren's cell phone of the, her and them jumping off that. Okay. Uh, where are those pictures now? Uh, on her phone. Her mom has it. Okay. Um, you didn't retain any of those as evidence? No, I didn't. Okay. Um, did you ask any of, the, of uh, Lauren's friends about the cliff jumping? Like I said, I, I could have. Uh, I just don't remember. Um, I'm wanting to think that we... I did talk about them jumping off the cliff. Um, I'm pretty sure I talked to her mom. I, I know I did, because um, her mom was saying that she was scared of heights. And, um, you know, cause we had a picture of her hanging over the edge, taking a selfie, mm -hmm. and uh, jumping off of it. And that picture was taken during daytime, was it not? Yes, I think so. And the friends were all around, correct? Yes. Okay. Did you ever ask the friends about their cliff jumping together? <clears throat> I, like I said, I could have. I mean, okay. I... I I mean, there, there was conversation about um, jumping off of it. I don't know if I specifically asked it or if they had mentioned it or, or what. Did any of the friends at the scene or any time tell you at one point that Lauren had been cliff jumping and hit her head? <clears throat> it seems like that she had... Uh, I, I don't remember if it was her head or if she jumped and got hurt some way, um, I don't recall. Um, but yes, I remember a conversation, um, something to that effect. I don't remember if it was her head or not. Do you remember who told you that? I don't. Okay. Now, if Lauren Agee had jumped head first, cliff jumping, and hit a rock, that would be consistent with what the medical examiner described to you, would it not? I mean, it could have been. I, I don't know. That would be a vertical injury to the neck down, correct? 
I mean, yeah. Okay. And at no point did you kind of put together in your investigation that cliff jumping could have been related in some way to Lauren's death? I mean, she, she could have. I mean, I don't, like I said, I don't know if she jumped off of it or fell off of it. How often in your life have you fallen head first? I don't know. You recall a time you've ever done it? I mean, I'm sure I have in time. I don't know. You're 33 years old. Okay. Can't remember any specific instances of falling hitting your head if you go straight down. Not that I can recall. Okay. You ever fallen off anything? A tree, no. a building, a cliff? Yeah. Any of those times do you fall head first? <clears throat> I mean, depends on, I don't recall doing it. Okay. It's not to say that anybody in the world hasn't. Sure. Okay, so we're back still at the, um, but you don't believe in the hospital and you're speaking with the Smiths that you mentioned cliff jumping to them at that time. I don't recall. I'm not saying I didn't. I don't recall doing it. Okay. When you were there at the hospital, um, where were um, Aaron Lilly, Hannah Palmer, Christopher Stout? When I was at the hospital? Yes. The Sheriff's Department. Okay. Um, what were they doing at the Sheriff's Department at that time? Waiting on me. Okay. <clears throat> and they were waiting to give statements? Yes. Uh, were uh, they the, kept no, in? They was waiting for me to talk to them. Okay. I think they'd already gave statements. Uh, when you say gave statements, was that written statements, yes. oral statements? Written statements. Okay. Had you seen those written statements that day? Mm, I don't think I had at that point. When I was talking to, when I was at the hospital, I don't think I had. Do you know who took those statements from them? Uh, one of the deputies that was down there. Okay. But it was not you? No. Okay. Um, did you do a criminal background check on any of those individuals that day? No, not that day. Okay. So you didn't learn that day that Christopher Stout had or a prior record? No. You didn't learn that day that Aaron Lilly had a prior record? No, that I remember, no. Okay. And that day you had no knowledge that Aaron Lilly had previously been accused of domestic violence? No. Okay. Would those <clears throat> not, not that I can recall. I would those things have been useful to you in the course of your investigation? Mm, probably not at that time, no. It wouldn't have changed how you investigated it? No. So if you had three people <clears throat> on top of the cliff who were convicted of murder, for example, you wouldn't have wanted to know that at that time? It's not going to change what I found, the evidence, no. Would it change how you dealt with them and collected evidence? Mm, I don't think it would. Why not? Because just because you've been convicted of something in the past doesn't make you convicted of it in the future. Is that how you dealt with your drug defendants? Yes, sir. So if anybody had, gosh, a long history of six drug convictions, you didn't believe that maybe they were more likely to be involved in meth I didn't. I didn't go just because somebody had been convicted of in the past doesn't mean I go out and stop them. Oh, and sure. But if you were doing an investigation, you learned that they're connected to the investigation, you might treat that differently, correct? Not necessarily. I mean, I, I, I go to a, if I'm investigating somebody, I'm investigating them, you know, whether they've had a conviction or they didn't have a conviction. So their past is irrelevant? I mean, if it was, if, I know what you're asking, and I'm trying to explain that, um, the 
if, if I seen evidence of foul play or if I seen something to that effect, you know, that then, yeah, I mean, that would come in useful in the, in the end, yes. But how I handled the investigation, probably not. And again, this is based on no training in death investigations, correct? Yes. And no prior experience handling a homicide case yourself? Yes. Okay. Now I'm sure that the sheriff would be calling the TBI or something like that. And why is that? Because he's the one that calls those shots. Okay. Um, so when did you, how long were you at, between the time you got to the, to the well, if you know, about how long Aaron Lilly, Hannah Palmer, Christopher Stout, waiting for you at the department, sheriff's department. I don't know how long I was there. More than an hour? Yes, I'm sure. Okay. Were they allowed to sit together or kept separately? I don't know how they was. When you arrived, where were they? Sorry. Um, when we was at the hospital, we had stayed out there with um, Sherry Smith and, and talked to them. Um, they... Um, one of the people had to get back, I think it was. They called, um, I don't know if it was a dispatch or if it was a sheriff's department that called, um, but I let them go that night and went and talked to them at a later date. And you recall who that was? Who, what, who was? Do you recall who it was who left and didn't get a, give a statement to you that day? All of them. All I didn't them. talk to any of them that night. <clears throat> And how long um, from that? It was a Sunday evening, correct? I don't remember if it was a Sunday or not. If I represented to you that date, the date of the de date the body's recovered was that Sunday. That you have any reason, any reason, any reason to dispute that? No, I don't. I don't. Okay. So between the time that night, we'll call it a Sunday night, when did you first come into contact to interview, uh, for example, Aaron Lilly? Um, when I went and interviewed him. And oh. how how long later was that? It was in. Could have been the next day or, I mean, it could have been a, a day or so after, but I will not think it was the next day. Same with Hannah Palmer. How much longer was it? It was the same. Um, I talked to all of them within that week, I know. Okay. Did you talk to any of them together? No. Were any of them present with each other? No. What were the locations where you spoke with three, these three individuals? Um, I believe all of them was at their house, their residence. Three separate residences? Yes. Was anyone sitting in with the interviews along with you? Uh, Robert Patrick. And what about with the individuals themselves? Are there any family, friends allowed to sit in? Um, the girl, I think her dad was present. Yes. Pretty sure his dad, her dad was present. But I, I don't remember if he was in the room when we was talking to her or when we, because um, I know we was alone with her, uh, so, but I don't know if he was on the initial when we talked first, to her or not. First started talking? Okay. Yeah. Um, how were these uh, interviews memorialized? Well, they do what now? How are they recorded and memorialized? Um, I had a recorder that I carried. Um, And did you record the entire interviews of all three individuals? I mean, probably not from when we first initial came in and sat down. Okay. 
When did you start the recorder, generally? At what point? When we started talking about it. Okay. Um, and all three of those tapes are in the case file? Yes. Okay. Um, the best I remember. There. Besides those three individuals, what other individuals did you interview with respect to this case? Um, I talked to several people. I, I couldn't even start to tell you how many people or who they was. Are they all documented in the case file? Probably not. Okay, why is that? Because some of them was relevant to the case. There was rumors and, um, hey, so-and-so heard this and they heard it through this person and this person. And, um, and then when I got to where, I, I don't remember exactly what it was, but um, I remember going down there to, we showed up, we was just in, I don't remember if we went down there to interview somebody, um, but we showed up at Sherry Smith's house and there was a bunch of people there. I don't know what they was doing, but um, they had a bunch of people. Um, they was like, hey, so-and-so wants to talk to you. And they had like three or four friends out there. Um, I think some of them had been drinking. Um, some of them had not. Um, but they didn't have any relevant information that we didn't either already have or that any proof of that. Uh, where did you learn in your police training not to document individuals you spoke with in the course of cases? Not to document it? That's correct. Well, I don't document anything. Every person I come in contact with in law enforcement. I understand that, but you just talked about doing interviews with individuals that you decided I didn't in the interview end. them. I didn't sit down and interview with them. They just said they want to talk to you, and, and they was just trying to give us information that wasn't... I mean, if they had some kind of information, then I would sit down and done an interview, a formal interview. Okay. So it sounds like you spoke... Those, what you're talking about specifically is a circumstance when you went to Sherry Smith's house and talk to people there. Mm -hmm. Were there other times outside of that where you talked to people in connection with this investigation? Yes. Okay. Uh, were all of those interactions memorialized in some way in some report or recorded? Best I remember there was. Okay. Everybody talk that I formally interviewed that had anything to do with it. Um, when you, what's the difference between a formal interview and an informal interview? If they had information that was relevant to the case. Uh, did you ever interview, for example, Lauren AG's ex-boyfriend. I think I spoke with him, yes. Is that memorialized anywhere? I don't recall if it was or not. Um, I don't I don't recall. Why would it be? Why would it not be, sorry? Uh, I don't know. Should it have been if you talked to him? No. I, not, I just said that I... Don't document everybody that I talk to. And I, and I guess why why would that have not have been? Because I talked to several people. If they had information, then I I would document it. Um, what does it mean to you to have information? Information to the to the case. Okay, so if you talk to someone in connection with the case and you determine they did not have information, what did you do? Well, I guess I didn't document it. Okay. Um, have you ever participated in a trial of a criminal defendant? With, with a criminal defendant? Yeah, given, defense, given testimony? Yes. Okay. Defense attorneys ever asked you on the stand about things you do and don't do? Sometimes. Have you ever been cross-examined about, gosh, if it's not in your report, it didn't happen? 
I don't know those exact words. Do you believe it's better practice for police officers to make records of the actions they take in the course of an investigation? Sometimes, yes. Can you give me any possible reason here today when it is a better practice to not document a part of your investigation? If they don't have information. Why would that be a good thing? A good thing? To not document. It's not a good I didn't document it because it, if they didn't have information, then I didn't document it because there's nothing to document. Okay, so, so for example, if you were to leave the police department, say you had a heart attack one day, mm -hmm. middle of this investigation, mm -hmm. you think it's better for someone who takes over this investigation not to know who you've talked to so they could retrace those steps and make the same interviews that you did and determine weren't relevant? No. Now I know that I made a list of who I talked to. Oh, so you did document. I'm on interviews, not documentation. I, my I'm question is very it. specific. You, you asked me earlier about a, uh, a formal interview. That's what I'm talking about. Okay, so let's go back to the basics. Did you document in some way the investigative steps you took? All of them? No, not all of them. Okay. Why would you not document all of them? I don't know. Just didn't feel like it? It was too much work? No, I mean... I documented what I thought was relevant and what I thought when I interviewed somebody or when I done things, you know, what reflected in my case file. Okay. You've done some training, not a lot of training, admittedly, to be a police officer, to be a detective. Um, in those trainings, I presume that a great deal focused on documenting the steps you take, correct? Some, yes. You understand that it can be critical to a case, being able to be prosecuted or not, whether, for example, you document correct information in a search warrant. If it's a search warrant, yes. Um, true about an arrest warrant. Yes. True about your investigative interviews. If, if it's relevant. Do you believe that you know everything that's gonna be relevant at the time you take an interview? Do you have that sort of foresight? Sure, one question. That's Two questions at one time. First of all, do you have that sort of foresight to predict what's going to become relevant in an investigation? No. Okay. So explain to me again how you know at the outset of an investigation whether or not information is relevant. If, um, if they, <clears throat> I mean, if they said anything that was, if they said they didn't know, I don't know what happened or I wasn't there. Then I didn't document. What if you later found out they were there? Then I go back and talk to them. But you don't have your notes the first time where they lied to you, do you? No, I don't. Doesn't seem like a very good idea, does it? Well, I mean, I surely I can remember that they said they didn't, they wasn't there. Right now, there's a lot of stuff you can't remember, right? Yeah, three years ago. Well, sometimes cases break, especially murder cases, much later, don't they? Could. Fair to say it's a better course to document everything you do? Yeah. Okay. I'm going to show you an exhibit. The last one. We'll mark this as exhibit one. I'm handing copies to opposing counsel. 
That's quite all right. That's quite all right. I'm going to show you a photograph. Um, do you know what that's a photograph of? Lauren Agee. Okay, is this a photograph that you took? Yes. Okay. Um, that's the best I can recall it is. Do you know whose hand that is in the photograph? Um, I don't. And to be clear, what we're looking at Exhibit 1 appears to be the chest of a young woman and the breast area with um, a leopard print bra pulled up and two fingers pointing to something. Yes. Okay. Um, do you know why you took that photograph? Because there was a mark there. Okay, what did that mark appear to be? I don't know. Do you have any training to determine um, what a bruise or a mark like that looks like? No. But it was significant enough for you to take a photograph of? Yes. It's not documented in any report? The photo. Do you know what? The photo. Sorry. Do you know whether or not you mentioned that to the medical examiner? I didn't speak to the medical examiner before. Okay. And you didn't take any steps to further investigate what that um, apparent scar was? No, I didn't. Okay. Objective on the question. Did you or did you not take any further steps to investigate um, that scar? I've objected a formal question. What's your objection? You, you say it's a scar. We all know it's a scar. Yeah. So it's foundation. Then it's leading. So the objection is foundation. I'll build the foundation. No, the objection is to the form of the question. Yeah, but it has to be. Okay, it's a leading. Okay. This is direct examination. We're still under the rules of evidence. It's not. Therefore, okay. right. It is direct examination. What, you call the what is your objection? To the form of the question. Okay, and that has to be particular types of forms. Leading. It's leading, so it's, okay. Did you or did you not take any steps to investigate that scar? Object to the form of the question, mischaracterization, because we don't know that it's a scar. Okay, so it's foundation. Why don't you ask him if it's a scar or not? So it's foundation. You want to know whether or not it's a scar. Okay. Why did you take this photograph? There was a mark there. Okay, a mark on the body. Yes. Um, what did it appear to be consistent with? I don't know. Did it appear to be an injury or not? I don't know. There's a mark on the body. What do you think it was? You're under oath. Yeah. I mean, it could have been a bruise. Okay, some That's sort of word. bruising or injury? Yeah. Okay. Did you do anything else to investigate that injury besides take this photograph? No. Okay. Thank you. I'm not trying to be smart. I'm just I trying to understand your question before I, I answer it. I appreciate that. Yeah, and I do want you to do that. Um, but that is a photograph you took. That looks like your kind of camera and all that stuff. Yes, sir. And, and, and just to be clear, that would be a photograph that was taken at the hospital because the bra is still present. Yes. Okay. That does not appear to be taken on the boat or any other time. No, sir. Okay. It doesn't appear to be. No. Okay. Uh, sitting here now, do you remember that mark on the body? That's been some time ago. Uh, not specifics, no. Okay. It's not particularly relevant. As you sit here now, thinking back. I don't. I see a couple other body pictures. Okay, that's fine. Um, do you want to go ahead and hand out that pack? Yeah. I'm going to hand out some photographs to opposing counsel. We may not use all of them, but I kind of want to go through some of them. One big packet for me. I've got some. 
taking pictures and body pictures, so I'll start with the smaller stuff and then these are all scenes. Okay, perfect, thank you. All right, I'm gonna show you a collection of what appear to be one, two, three, four, five photographs. Okay. Yes, sir. We'll mark those collective exhibit two. Yes, sir. Do you have a staple there? Yeah, I will. So it looks like they fell apart. We want to staple that on the top left there. Okay. We'll start on the top. Um, you're looking at a photograph of what appears to be a man standing in the water, correct? Yes. Do you know who took that photograph? I do not. Do you know what it's a photograph of? A man standing in the water holding a long pole or stick with a body floating in the water. Okay. Do you know who that man is? I do not. I don't. Do you believe he works for the TWRA? It appears he has that uniform on. Okay. But you don't know who he was personally? Second photograph, do you know what that's a photograph of? Appears to be a boat and a hillside. Do I know what it is? What's it a photograph of? Um, a boat and a hillside. Does that picture have any relevance to this, to your investigation? Um, I believe that's where they was camping. Okay, you see in the middle there, there appears to be a red something and a blue something in the trees? Yes. Do you know what those things were? Um, I, I don't right there. Do, does that at all look to you like the campsite that you saw the day of Warren Eddy's death? Um, I believe it is. Okay, but you didn't take this photograph, correct? I don't think so. Okay, but the best of your recollection, that is the campsite or the general area of the campsite that we've been discussing? Uh, it appears to be. That's what it looked like. Okay. Um, and the third photograph, does that appear to be the same area just further back? It appears to be, yes. Okay. And then the fourth photograph, there's an ambulance there in the middle. Do you know where this photograph is taken? That's where, um, that's where I came to. I, I don't know. I think it's still point. Okay, like but that is the place where you just testified that you first came to the scene and met your partner. Yes. Okay, thank you. Again, you did not take that photograph. No, I don't think so. Do you know if, if your partner did? I don't. I don't okay. know. And then finally, is another photograph. Seems to be the same location? Yes. Okay. All right, thank you. You can put the, get those to the court report. To the next step. I'm going to show you what appear to be a series of a number of photographs. If you mark that as Collective Exhibit 3. Out there, thank you. First, before we go in through them individually, could you just kind of flip through them and tell me whether or not these are photographs that you personally took?
It appears it is. Yeah. Okay. To be clear, the uh, collective exhibit three are photographs that you took at the crime scene? Yes, I believe it is. Okay. Um, now, it appears that some of the photographs are taken before sunset and some of them are taken at night. Is that consistent with your time at the campsite? Yes. Okay, so it, it, while you were there, it, it became dark. Yeah. Okay. Um, and I'm, I don't know that I have too many specific questions, okay. except the, I believe it is the fourth photograph appears to depict a sleeping bag and some shoes. This one? That's correct. Yes. And a blue Eno um, hammock there in the corner. Do you see that? Yes, sir. Make sure all counts are on that one. Stephanie there? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, do you know what this photograph depicts? I mean, there's a sleeping bag and shoes, obviously, correct? Yes, sir. Do you know whose sleeping bag or shoes those were? Those shoes, I believe they said, was Lauren's. Okay, those were Lauren's shoes. Do you know whether you recovered those shoes from the scene? Um, I believe so. Excuse me? I I believe so. Do you know um, if they were ever placed into evidence? Um, I believe they was. Uh, If they were, do you know why they no longer be present at the Sheriff's Department? Um, I don't. Okay. And that sleeping bag, do you believe that... You took that into evidence? No, I don't think I took the sleeping bag. Okay. Were you able to find any of Lauren's clothes or other belongings at the scene? Yes, I believe there was clothes there. Okay. You can flip through and show me the photograph of her clothing. Oh, I seen one of these last. I think it's the second to last is what I believe her purse and it's her purse and uh, it looks like shorts. Okay. And those last few photos. And so we'll go to the next to, the next to last photograph. Depicts a is that a pink purse of some sort? There is appears to so be the some. next to the last? Yeah, is this it? Yeah. Yes sir. And what is what are we looking at in that photograph? It appears to be her purse and maybe some toothpaste and um, it's like shorts. Do you know what happened to those belongings after you left the scene? Uh, I believe we took it um, with us, best I can remember. Do you know where you took it, if you took it somewhere? To the Sheriff's Department. Would you have bagged it as evidence? Um, I believe we did. Okay. Uh, is there any reason that would not still be present at the Sheriff's Department? No. If it wasn't present, does that mean you didn't take it, or does that mean that it was lost? It means I didn't take it. I didn't. We, we gave her mother back a lot of the, or all the stuff that we had of hers. Okay. Did you do anything to document sort of taking things from the campsite? I believe we did. What would you have done? I think we wrote it down on... Thank you, Robert. I think documented it. Okay, on our report. Uh, I think so. Okay. And then I want to turn to kind of the middle here. There's a photograph of two individuals in a purple hammock. Definitely. Oh, okay. 
picture. Yeah, who are those two individuals in that photograph? I don't know. I don't, can't see good. It, were those two of the friends? Yes. So they were at the campsite while you were taking photographs? Yes, they was gathering their, um, or we, they was waiting to gather their stuff. Okay. They just come off. And then after they you... They had to get down off. I think TWR was making them get their stuff and get down. So after you had taken photographs, they took the stuff and left? Their stuff and left? Yes. Okay. Um, and back on the photograph before with the purse and Lauren's belongings, do you recall whether you found that in a tent on the ground outside? It was, I believe it was right where we took the picture. Okay. So you had not moved it before that? I don't know. Okay. Lauren's family gives their full permission for any and all details to be shared and hope that the truth will come out. If you know anything at all, call 1-888-599-0008 or email tips at sheilawysaki.com. Next time on Without Warning. Now, did you ever listen to the 911 calls that were called in that initiated this case? Um, I didn't, no. Okay. Why not? I just didn't. Did you interview any of the people who had made those calls? No, I did not. Without warning, host, executive director, and executive producer, Sheila Waisaki. Producers, Katie Zitzman and Aaron Parker. Editors, Katie Zitzman and Aaron Parker. Mixing and mastering by Resonate Recordings. Narrator, Tim Evans.